Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My ears were blown. My name is Wendile Sishi. Well, you and mine both, and my name is George Meany. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. These producers, George, we have to do something about it. I mean... I think we should put the knobs, yeah. We should put all the knobs over here. <laughs> How was your weekend, and did you did you enjoy the, the Monza Grand Prix? I mean, this was historically your favorite... I did. Your home race, historically, at least. Uh, historically, yes. I, I did accept... When Verstappen ever took science. <laughs> then I was like, Everything was no. like, yes. Then no. no. There's <laughs> a fight again. going on here. Not again. <laughs> He's sliding around the track. Ugh, rubbish, man. You're just playing mind games. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't see the sliding, but I'm also not a driver. And I was watching a video of um, Ayrton Senna when he was busy talking about a crash that he had. And the team principal was like, why did you crash the car? And he's like, I think the wall moved. And no one believed them. And then they looked at the footage and the wall actually did did move. How did the wall, what the, the, the tire wall? Yeah, like a little, like it was a, wasn't an actual wall. It was a, you know, one of them tire walls or one yeah, of the, yeah. yeah. And because the, the drivers are so precise, they can see like millimeter differences. And that, that was the difference between the crash. So who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe he's, you know, maybe he did see um, that his tires were getting terrible. Yeah, I mean, you know what? He is a good driver. You can't take that away from him. He's a, he's a really good driver. It's yeah. just the procession is a problem. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The procession, the procession's a real problem. It's like <sighs> the fact that Perez came second tells you everything you need to know about that vehicle. It's so fast. Um, I think it's one of the greatest built F1 cars of all time. Um, so yeah, I mean, incredible stuff. Ferrari fighting. <sighs> Come on. I think Charles should have just chilled a little bit and let signs carry the flag. Um, so I think that was sad. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that depends on the points position, right? <clears throat> yeah. So but Ferrari is a team. They don't do driver. It's not about the driver. It's about the team. Yeah, yeah no, fair enough. Um, um, but but so so would you want your driver to come second in the world championship? Uh, versus constructor, like getting constructor. No, you get they were going to constructor there anyway. Yeah, it was still three and four as. So, so I would put the driver ahead. Who's fastest? No, who's going to come second in the points? Oh, I see who's saying. Hmm. So, so that's how I would have made the decision if I was Ferrari. Is I would have, like, said, okay, Leclerc's got the most points here. He stands the best chance of coming in the top three. But as a leader, <laughs> as a leader of a business, don't you think that would... Oh, here we go. I know, I'm going down a tangent right now. I'm going down a road. Don't you think that ensuring that the mentality... Because I, I, I can promise you now, science does not want to be playing second fiddle. The fact that he won P1, should you not also nurture that relationship and give him an opportunity to, I don't know, to show his stuff? If you were, if you were the team principal of Ferrari... In that scenario, like, how do you, how do you wait? Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> like, life is not fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, we, we can't, like, life is just not fair. Yeah. Um, business is not fair. And that's the way it's designed. Yeah. If you are better. Yeah. Then, then you're you, better. Then you're better. Okay. And, and the scorecard for F1 is the points. For sure. Right? Yeah. Um, it is the cumulative points you get over an entire 12-month period. Mm. So Leclerc has got more points 
mm. than science. The last time I checked, anyway. Mm. Uh, does uh, he? Um, so no, science is actually ahead of him by like six points. Um, no, then my argument's the other way around. Yeah. So oh, is no, it only close. after the only race. after the race. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's so close. But you see my my my, my, my I point. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So so if if the if it if it meant that Leclerc was going to get a better shot at coming in the top three mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Let him go. And he was moving faster. I would, I would have just switched the two. Yeah. It's like, it's a shame. Science's feelings going to be hurt. Yeah. I um, mean, you know, like leadership is not that, that for me, that's weak. Mm, mm. That's weak. And leadership is not about, um, favoring, nice favoring. favoring the underdog. Yeah. It's not, that's not what it's about. It's about winning. It's about winning. hundred percent. It's about winning mm-hmm. and having fun getting there. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it, oh, let me go, not going down on a tangent. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the seventh place trophy problem that we <laughs> yeah. have in our current school system. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, 100%. It, it's, yeah. if you're not coming first, you're not winning. Mm. Second place is as good as last. Really. Yes. Mm. So, uh, so no, I, I yeah, I, I don't, uh, shame. Yeah, science could have cried. Doesn't matter. Yeah, they're big boys. I think they, you know, it's it's part of the game. Yeah, sure. exactly. But Sonoda's, came, Sonoda's, Sonoda's car breakdown was uh, was sad because yeah, I mean, it's like the second, the third time, second time oh, of the season. It's crazy. Yeah, um, Hamilton came sixth, so I have to throw in his name every single time. Um, it was sad that his his little crash with Piastri, but ultimately it was a good race. I mean, I think we have to get used to like Max winning and just enjoying the rest of the. The kind of what's going on in the rest of the grid. I can't get used to him winning all the time. Nobody can, but I don't <laughs> <think> he cares. <laughs> Anyways, moving if on. If I was a Red Bull fan, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Let's not take it away from him. He's a good driver. He's a good driver. He's a really good driver. Um, what's see. happening to your boy? He came sixth and he crashed into Oscar. Um, so, you know, you'll be and back. got a five-second penalty. Got a five-second penalty. So, um, you know, is Russell better than him? No. Seems to be that way. Um, what do the points say? The points say that Hamilton is is better, and, oh, really? and the championships also say Hamilton is better. So, drivers, <laughs> it's, what are the what are the drivers' points? So Hamilton's currently currently on one sixty four, mm-hmm. and Russell. I know that number of my heart. Driver standings. Here we go. So uh, <sighs> Russell's one hundred nine. So. Long so Hamilton, Hamilton is fourth. Mm, Hamilton's fourth and, and Russell's seventh. Uh, yeah. So science, science is now pipped Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was a mistake because Leclerc would have been, you know, if that was switched, Leclerc would have been, would have had more than 117 points. Yeah. So Ferrari's drivers would have got more points. Yeah. Um, oh, Russell 109. Okay. So I agree with you. Yeah. Fourth place trophy. You had to find a way then. I was ready. (laughs) Moving on. It's finally spring, George. It's finally spring. Uh Well, that's why I got the hat. That's why you got the hat. Actually, yeah, we didn't even, you know. Because I always wear black. So I thought I'd, you know. I thought you were like impersonating. I'd throw a flower on my head. No, it's not for Michael Jackson appreciation. I love Michael Jackson, by the way. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So much and COVID. (laughs) Loved Michael Jackson. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's no longer. But it's finally spring. Yesterday, actually, funny story is the first day I was able to open my windows in my in my room while I slept um, in a very long time. So that was oh able to as in like, not like get let the air cold. come in, yeah. Okay. Um, so it was cool to finally get to this point where it's not cold anymore. Mm. And in 
quote of in, in kind of a I don't know in reference to that we're going to be talking about some of the things that you need to do coming into spring because your car is not going to be the same as a result of winter um so I thought maybe we can just talk about some tips and trips to keep your car intact and then talk about the joys of a convertible if you're a fan of convertibles and then a very interesting article but we'll talk about that if we get there um because I want to get your opinion on it but mm. winter winter right we spoke about the wear and tear of winter off the top of your head what are the biggest things that you think a car would have been like really feeling as a result of winter that we as a driver you need to look out for the first thing that's going to go during the winter period is going to be your 12 volt battery mm. um, winter has a massive impact on batteries in general but if your battery is going to go it's going to be during winter so if your battery hasn't gone during winter and you haven't replaced it yet, mm-hmm. uh, chances are um, it might be on its way out after winter. So go and do a load test on your battery. I was about to say, how do you? What are the first signs of a weak, like a weaker battery? Cars. So when you start it, the engine turns slower. Okay. And like you were saying uh, um, earlier on about the drivers, yeah, they can pick up certain things. So you know, you can instinctively pick up things. You can pick up as a human. You can pick up if your engine is, is turning slower when it starts. Mm. Um, that's the first sign is the engine turns slower because the battery's lost a bit of power. Um, a warning light obviously is uh, um, a surefire way, to, a know surefire way to know, yeah. but then it's probably too late anyway. Mm. Um, uh, best way if you think there's a battery problem is go to your nearest battery center uh, they can do a load test on your battery. This isn't like product placement for the... For no, no, no. We're not being paid by battery center. Trust me. <laughs> but you know. any sort of battery... Yeah. Uh, wherever they do batteries. The battery center is the first one that came to mind. Like Auto Trader <laughs> is the first one that comes to mind. So, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, go and do go and do a load test on your battery. It's, yeah. it's quite easy. They have two clamps on it. Don't have to take anything apart. Yeah. They crank up the amperage and they watch the voltage. That's mm. how battery load test works. Um, if your battery drops below, uh, I'd say 11 to 12 volts yeah. with maximum load, mm-hmm. if it can't hold that, uh, that voltage, then the battery needs to be replaced. So I, I recently went through this, I just changed my battery about two mm-hmm. months ago. And for me, it was one, my car started making weird noises and, um, weird noises from the battery. Well, the battery was impacting some other sort of electrical work that okay. the car was having. Um, so that and also my stop start stopped working my stop start feature so uh, okay so that's also another way if you do have a car that has a stop start feature that's interesting i didn't know that what about uh, ev car, like evs i mean how's the i'm assuming the battery situation is going to be like quadrupled in a scenario where you have any like an electric vehicle during winter no so okay so so there's a couple of things to understand about an ev first of all the main battery the lithium ion battery on uh, that is part of the structural part of the floor right? yeah that battery does not power much more than the electric motors. Oh, okay. It's 400 volts. Do you have a separate battery that's going to power like the electrical? Yeah. So, so it's about the voltage. Okay. So uh, electronics in your car run on 12 volts. Yeah. Okay. Thin wires, uh, very little chance of burning heat, that kind of thing, mm. because it's 12 volts. Um, the lithium-ion battery in an electric car... Um, is 400 volts. Mm. Almost two times that, that blow comes your out instruments if it comes from... For sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so it doesn't run... It only runs the high-voltage system. Yeah. It does charge 
the 12 volt battery though. So you've got either one or two normal antiquated car mm. 12 volt batteries in an electric car as well. Mm. It sits in the bonnet. Um, and that is susceptible to all of the problems that an ICE vehicle has. I can't understand, as a matter of fact, why EV makers have put a either gel or lead acid battery okay. in such a 21st century sophisticated car. Mm. I don't know the answer to that. Instead of what? Like what, what, would, what would be the, the alternative to that? 12 Having volt, a 12 volt lithium ion. A lithium ion, okay. okay. Instead of the, the old school... Charges quicker, it's more efficient, but it might add to weight and it might add to cost. So that could be the reason. Yeah. Um, but to have a old school 12 well, I mean, volt battery in there. Cost, cost and weight. I mean, at that scale, is it going to be significantly heavier than a traditional car battery? Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked into those numbers, but. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to know. You know, a lead acid battery with lead inside. Mm. That's um, heavy. That's heavy stuff. That yeah, you know, for sure. So, uh, um, so I don't know. I mean, my my iPace has a traditional twelve volt two 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 what they call auxiliary batteries. Mm. And as a matter of fact, my car's in the dealership right now mm. because it's because of battery problems. Because of that battery problem. Yes, <laughs> the auxiliary battery problem. The auxiliary battery problem. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, it's because it's with spring now. The you know, trouble with the electric car, yeah. right, is when that auxiliary battery goes, the car stops. Can't start it. I'm you can't assuming. start it. Mm. Mm. Because it has to give some signal to... I mean, that's any car though, no? In that scenario, do you, do you just much. call Land Rover and they come and just, you know, kind of jump, jump specifically They can that jump battery. it, yes. Okay. I want to actually learn how to jump it myself. Yeah. Because you can keep a booster in the boot. Good, yeah. Um, and it's a very good idea. As a matter of fact, there is a booster that I, uh, that I bought a while ago as a gift for somebody. Um, it's little. Mm. Um... And uh, it's it's probably it's a size of a brick. Mm. It's got two probes on it. Yeah, I think I have seen. And you can jumpstart a car with that. I have actually seen that before. Yeah, very good idea to keep that thing in your. Uh, you know, here we go. Intelligent. Uh, no, that's the battery charger. Um, uh, jumpstart. I've seen like a little little pad thing. It's it's not even. It's smaller. Yeah. It's much smaller. It's than on. That. It's on take a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, this one that I'm talking about is 879 rand, um, and you can just jump your car without having to wait and do the whole. Yeah. So if the if the producers can can look up the 12,000 milliamp hour car jump start and portable external battery charger. Yeah. Um, and stick it up on the screen. Uh, it's on take a lot for 879 rand. And this basically isn't the same tradition. It's not like carrying a backup. It's not a backup battery. It's just a. It's just a, a jump start, and you can yeah. you can charge your phone off. It's got USB ports. This is twelve thousand milliamp hours, so it gives a you know it gives you it can get you out of trouble. And I want to put yeah. one of those in my car because I've had now this auxiliary battery issue twice. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Definitely think about it. I mean, there's other issues that has come as a result of winter. We've spoken about it actually. We had a winter. So tire episode. pressures. Tire pressure. Tire pressures. Tire pressures. You you should check regularly, but. Going into winter, remember, when the air cools down, uh, it's denser. So the air doesn't move as, as much, I'm assuming? Like what's the, what, what's going to... Well, your, your tire pressure is going to change. Yeah, inside. it's going to be less, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. So, the, so, the, so the denser the air, the more compact the particles. Mm. Um, so... It compresses uh, your tire, um, you know, substantially. So, what impacts will that have on the rubber, though? Do you think it's going to have more tire wear? 
Well, look, remember, the, the colder your tire, the harder it is. Mm. I don't think it's going to have a significant impact and it's, it's not going to be a, you know, a major issue because these like tire companies have made the rubbers like really efficient. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but your tire is going to be harder. I don't think it makes a, makes a big difference. But definitely tire pressure because air is very susceptible to the amount of space it takes up in hot and cold conditions. Um, we know also in winter the fluids that your car runs on get impacted quite, quite a lot as well. Um, but I'm not too sure if the change of seasonality is going to if you don't cause use, you to have to go and like check them, for instance. If you don't use antifreeze in your car, yeah, uh, there could be an impact. Mm-hmm. So make sure you've got antifreeze in the in the in the in the water mm. um, in your car. Um, the oil is not going to really make a massive impact. What you shouldn't have done in winter is started your car and driven like a bat out of hell because the oil's not mm, it's not warm, warm enough. Yet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Should have told me that earlier. <laughs> You're just going to damage your engine. 100%. Um, things that you should look out for coming coming into spring, though, is obviously the tire inspection. We've already spoken about that. Wheel alignment. Um, we've spoken about the what's the battery situation. Wiper blades, that's one which so I've, wiper I've, blades is I've also, slept on that one yeah, a so little bit. It's, um, wiper blades uh, could get impacted by, they could crack. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it's not like a tire. Mm. Tire's thick, it's really well-designed rubber. Whereas your wiper blade's very thin piece of either rubber or mm. silicone, whatever they make it out of nowadays. <clears throat> that could be impacted by changing, severe change in temperature. 100%. And then the last one that I... So I check your wiper blades. Yeah, for sure. The last one I want to just uh, spotlight is really, um, what's it called now? Like the air filters and the air conditioning. You lose you lose a lot more of your air con- well, you use a lot of your heating in winter, um, but I don't know what's the impact on that on on cooling in terms of will your car be able to sort of yeah I mean the cars are I think cars are efficient today they yeah you know there's there's very few things that you need to worry about I mean most cars nowadays the aircon's running all the time. Mm. Uh, people aren't switching like you know back no, in the old days yeah, yeah, switch the aircon on switch <laughs> it off knobs, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know you it's very phys- obvious physically switch it on yeah. whereas now literally the climate control manages itself yeah. um, so I don't think there's anything you need to concern yourself about to say, unless your car is like really old yeah for sure right I mean because I, I don't know whether they use do they use Freon gas in aircons nowadays uh, Freon I think Freon gas was the ozone unfriendly version Freon gas, what is that? Is that, it was is that what gas, you find in like your air conditioning? Yes, it was the gas uh, in air conditioning. It's a non-flammable, low-toxicity gas. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think that's uh, it's before my time, that one. Freon gas. Freon gas. Freon gas uh, uh, contains chlorine atoms. The chlorine separated from the freon by ultraviolet light makes, the chemical, uh, makes chemical bonding with the ozone. Um, yeah, we don't use that anymore, I'm assuming. I don't think we use this anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. But ultimately, please just go get your car checked. It's just Yeah, safety. so it was this Freon gas that caused the hole in ozone, which results in ozone destroy and generates ozone holes in space. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know how yeah, well, We used to use Freon gas in air cons. We <laughs> okay, don't anymore. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, yeah. Uh, what's his name? We spoke about him last week. He did the... I think he was the, the president of the United States, the, the climate change guy. What's his name? The president, current president of the United States. Not the current, not Biden. Oh, <laughs> I was like the guy that can't walk. 
<laughs> Not him. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll find the name. Anyways, moving on, Joy. Oh, George. The joys of convertibles. Mm. Mix the two together there. Do you do you like convertibles? Are you like have you ever like what are your thoughts on convertibles? Personally, yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm so. not a, I'm not a fan of convertible. Yeah. Um I don't like the I like the serene cabin. That's why I like yeah. my electric car so much. Yeah. I like it to, uh, I like it to be to be wind-free. Okay. And you know, you can't get that in a I don't see the point of a convertible. I only like a convertible if it's a hard top. I don't like it when it's got that like I don't even know what fabric that is. That black fabric that they use. But when that's up, it's not a convertible. Yeah, but I like the option. I like to, if, yeah. if I had to get a convertible, it would have to be a hot, hot top, top where I have the option of like mm. being a little bit more discreet in terms of what I do on the weekends. Um, you know, I, I, I prefer that. Um, specifically in like in a, in a sports car. Mm. Um, it, it, it's, it's never been... No, I I'm not a big convertible fan. I wonder how many convertibles are on site. But right now it is spring and I think we're going to be seeing a lot of, of people. I mean, I was, in, I was in Cape Town this past weekend and I saw an R8 with, with the top down and it looked really nice. Um, I won't lie. But for me, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been into like... Yeah, I, you know, I always wonder with smash and grabs and... In South Africa, yeah. In South Africa, hijacking. <laughs> convertible, convertible, like, <laughs> you, you probably stop at a traffic light and you suddenly got a passenger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Guys just jumps in. He's where like, are we going? <laughs> <laughs> now you got a getaway driver, you know, when you hijack with the hijacker. <laughs> I mean, no, not even a getaway. It's just somebody catching a lift. Um, you know, oh, jumps man. in the car. And just, I wonder if that's happened before. I wonder what the, what the rates of... I mean, you, getting you've like seen <laughs> Bucky stop at a at a traffic light, right? Yep. yep. And uh, and 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 you get dudes that oh, can we get a lift on the back? And then <laughs> yeah. I've seen you know two three people pile in there, and they just go a couple of kilometers down the road, jump off at the next traffic light. So what do you, you know, do if someone just hops in your convertible whilst exactly you, whilst you're down the road? It's South Africa. There are crazies out there. There are people who would would you know would. I'd be. I'd, I'm interested to see if convertibles get hijacked less or more than the typical car. Yeah, I mean, hijacking... In relation to demand, of course. Uh, hijacking is a targeted thing, and I don't think convertibles are that popular, Yeah, to be honest. So you're not probably, probably going to get the passenger more than you're going to get hijacked. <laughs> so give me your stuff <laughs> instead of give me your car. 100%. Yeah. I mean, there are some um, benefits to convertibles, the open-air driving experience. Have you ever, you know, driven around yeah. in a convertible? And yeah. I've, uh, I've driven the Mercedes-Benz SLK convertible. Yeah. That's a hard-top convertible. Um, Hair in the wind... Afro in the in the wind, I guess. Yeah, my 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 afro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's it's not my favorite thing. Yeah, um, but versatility—that's that's something that came up when I was busy doing some research. Is a convertible versatile? I don't know about that. I think it's versatile in the sense that if it's hot, it's a little bit more versatile than you know. Yeah, your head gets burnt if you're bald. <laughs> Yeah, it's not versatility. <laughs> you need to put on extra Vaseline. Vaseline? You, <laughs> you mean sun cream? I don't know. I have no idea what you would put on. I've never been bored. Vaseline. First thing that came to me is put on some Vaseline. <laughs> protect the, the dome and you'll be you'll be good to go. Um, you know, some people find them stylish. Um, they are stylish. Let's let's not fight them, especially like a Cobra, for instance. I know. I mean, yeah, Cobra. I, I, you know, like spot on. Cobra. Spot, yeah. spot on. That's the only car that, that should ever be a convertible. That car can't be a closed top. Yeah, um, that, that one has yeah, to be. has to be open. But that's different though. That's mm. that's like proper go-kart stuff. Yeah. That, a Lotus 7. Yeah, of course. Lotus of course. 7 or Caterham. 
Um, so we can agree that there are cars which should be convertibles and others that shouldn't be convertibles. Yes, yes. I remember seeing an SUV because you, convertible. You've, you've, when you're driving like a, like if I fly my microlight, for instance, mm. open cockpit. Yeah. I can't have that thing closed cockpit. Yeah. If I fly, if I fly my closed cockpit airplane, that, that, I love it because yeah. it's closed up. And two different purposes, two different ultimately. Purposes, two different experiences. Yeah, for sure. How do you feel about SUV convertibles? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen one. <laughs> you probably have. Um, I think I think the Evoke at one point. Yes, you're right. The Evoke had a. That's just that's dumb. A convert- <laughs> yeah, I remember when it. That's like trying to be too much. You're doing everything at that point. No, that's SUV. Trying, that's, you got the right height. I was trying to be a sprinter, bodybuilder. You know, you're uh, an Iron Man. Basically, you're doing it all. You're trying to, yeah, they're trying to be all things. Trying to be. Trying to be all things to all people. So you're not a fan of, of SUV convertibles. That's where you, you draw the line there. I wouldn't be. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan of convertibles per se. Okay. Uh, except in the AC Cobra, Caterham, yeah. Lotus 7 sort of world. They do sound nice. I want, I want like a sports convertible, mm. specific like a V10. Low on the ground, go kart style, mm. Mm. really powerful engine. Yeah. That's 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 cool. Tell us if you're wrong. Tell us what your what you guys what's your perception of um, of convertibles, but we we still on the fence about it. Like and subscribe while you do that. Like and subscribe whilst you also tell us how you feel about it. And that's pretty much all the time we have for today, George. Thanks, Wendy. I'll see you next week. Ciao. Go Don't for forget great. the Vaseline on the door. <laughs>